And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam. I almost said my name is Cam E. My name is Cam Edwards. You are Cam E. I mean, I am Cam E, yes. And I am Cam E. No. It's too bad we can't sing because the Bow Wow Wow song just came into my head, but you can't do it. No, you can't. I want Cammy. I'm not singing it, just saying it, right? And I am uh, clearly joined by the one and only Miss E, unless I'm a ventriloquist throwing my voice and doing a really good Miss E impersonation. You are doing really good me. (laughs) Wait a minute. Am I doing me now? Wait, who's doing me? Ah. I think you're doing you. You be you, and I'll be me. I'll be me. Oh. Or as the replacement saying, you be you for a while. No, I'll be you for a while. I can't remember the name of that replacement song. I don't know. I'll I be mean. you is what the, the, the song was called. Oh, okay. You were never really into the replacements, were you? No, I, no, I couldn't give you the name of a song. Mm. Nope. No. No. That's too bad. Okay. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're with us. The entire conversation won't be this awkward, I promise. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so before we get to uh, life on the farm, let's talk about... What's going on? Because I know that uh, people want an update. I, I did post something on Twitter, and w- you know we've. I gotta say, first of all, by the way, I'm just blown away by the response every time I, I post something and I ask for prayers and let people know what's going on. Like there literally are thousands of people out there who are praying for you every day and who care about what's going on. So oh, that's very nice. Thank you. In case some of those people who care missed the news, um, you went to the doctors this week. Yeah. Uh, so. So, under consideration, my lipase and amylase levels have been really high. Last time I went uh, three weeks ago, the upper range where it's not supposed to go higher is 78, and last time I was at 180. So I did not have my immunotherapy treatment then, the infusion drug, uh, because he thought that that was the culprit. So this time around, I go, and I've been still taking the chemo pills. Well, this time around, my lipase level is 383. And so he's going to just have me not take anything right now and see if it goes down. And then and something about getting treated with prednisone, I was just kind of confused then. But I have to go to uh, our regular doctor next week a couple of times so I don't have to drive all the way back to the cancer center, which is an hour in the mountains, um, for blood work to see if not taking it is making it go down. Because so what could... what elevated amylase and lipase levels usually mean is that there's something wrong with the pancreas and it's usually pancreatitis or pancreatic cancer unfortunately i'm not exhibiting any signs of it did you say unfortunately or fortunately at least least, (laughs) well at least if there were signs we could say that's the culprit you have pancreatitis but i'm not exhibiting any of the physical signs of either of those right and the last time i had my ct scan i'm having my ct scan and they're doing uh the chest, chest all the way down to my pelvis mm. and so they're getting all my organs and the the pancreas and the gallbladder i mean everything looks normal the abnormalities that they found they're things that have probably been there for like as long as i've been a person mm-hmm. um like i think there's like a cyst on my ovary or something weird but, right you know nothing nothing major um so yeah but so the pancreas looked fine the last ct scan too so right now i'm on a break um We'll, I think you might need to turn off your phone too. By the way, I did. Okay. Um, uh, I'm on a break and uh, on medicine, so I don't have to do worry about any medicine right now. Which is, uh, which means I can eat after eight o'clock at night. Not that I should <laughs> without turning like, into a gremlin. Yeah, well, it's like right. the whole, the, all those rules. Um, uh, so, 
I have blood work twice next week, and then I guess we'll figure it out next time I go, which is after vacation. Yeah, so no reason to uh, freak out uh, or be super alarmed. You know, we think the doctor thinks he knows what's going on, and hopefully he's right, and it's just a pretty easy fix. And I know you don't want to take prednisone because you're you know, worried about blowing just, up again. I just but. don't want to take drugs to counter drugs. You know, yeah. like that part is bothersome. I know. Like even when I was fit, sick, I tried not to take a whole bunch of anti-nausea medicine because right. I don't like to take a I bunch know. of medicine. I know. So just to throw more drugs at the problem so I can take drugs just seems like a lot of drugs. You know that Marilyn Manson drugs, song? I, drugs, I, drugs. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't want the drugs. I don't drugs. like the drugs, but the, the drugs, drugs like, like me. me. Yeah, you know, that you might have to get that tattooed on you somewhere. I don't want the drugs, <laughs> want the drugs but the drugs want me. Since so. you can get a tattoo right now, yes, I, I think that would be... I think that'd be a great tattoo for you. I even have a signed letter from my doctor. So oh, you got it? it? Yep. I oh, it. So very cool. Well, good. I'm glad that he followed up with that. He That's did. awesome. All right. So, cool so tell folks what tattoo you're going to get. I'm getting a tomato plant. It's a like a... 17th century woodcut. 17th wood century botanical print uh-huh. from an old book. Um, so it's got the root system. So I'm going to have the root on the top of my foot, and I'm going to have the whole plant go up the entire length of my one leg. And it's got all stages of the fruit. The so it's got the flower of, right. and the green plant and then the red tomato. Yep. And, and green tomato, the green fruit. red tomato, you know, yellow flower. So like the whole thing, but it's like yeah. a botanical print. So it's really a cool picture. That is, it, it is a really cool picture. I'm not a huge fan of tattoos. Missy is a huge fan of tattoos, which has provided some, some of the friction in our marriage over the 22 years. I still remember the first time that she got a tattoo. <laughs> she went to her dad's who was living in uh, West Texas at the time. And my sister was visiting. Right. And so while she was gone and I wasn't there to have this discussion, Missy got a tattoo. And she called me the next day and she said, hey, I got a tattoo. After it was too late for me to say anything about it. Right. And uh, and 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 that was basically the, the little crack in the door. And since then, you've gotten it's like you've, you don't have any like full sleeves or anything, but you have a couple of tattoos. And the I ones that you four. have are. Except for the first one. That was just your bravery tattoo. Yeah, it's just a squiggle. I can see an E and an S in it, but it's just a squiggle that was a you know, a, the you know, forty bucks front on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, everything else actually has meaning yeah. for you. Yeah, because I've got Pasquale on my uh, Who's a cartoon his, character right from shoulder. Yeah. He's a cartoon character from A Rose is a Rose. It was a comic strip. And he was playing with his uh, toys and this is the last panel, and, and he you, you see it set up as he's going to hit his funny bone on the edge of a dresser because he's playing with his car, and uh-huh. you see the sharp pointy, and then you see him just, he hit his funny bone, and he's exploded out. Yeah, it looks and like he's like got you know electrocuted, basically. It does. It's it like looks zapped, like he got his hair is staring on end, yeah. and his eyes are his bugging eyes out. His eyes all popped yeah. out. It's hilarious, because um, if you if you could look at look up Pasquale or Rose's Rose, you'll see he's a cute little baby kid. Anyway, um, that cut out the comic because at the time... And this was like 1996. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my God, this is how my kids make me feel sometimes. And I had <laughs> it in my wallet forever. And then in 2006, or I think it was 2006. Yeah, I think it was 2006. Around then, we went around now, maybe not 2006. It was our sixth wedding anniversary. Six? So it would have been 2003. Okay, yeah. So we went down to Dallas and I got Pasquale on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then I got the knitting tattoo on the back because I love knitting. And then I have the one on my foot because we had to flee the beach and you bet me a tattoo that I couldn't get the house packed up before we had to evacuate. <laughs> I got it in within two minutes. Yep, and so, so you have a hurricane, like yeah, a stylized a hurricane. Too. 
Kid 2 designed me a really cool stylized swirly hurricane on my foot. So, yeah. That'd be you know, cool if Kid yeah. 1 could design a tattoo for you, too. But, uh, oh, I bet she could She's pretty talented. Job. Yeah. Kid, kid, kid. Five. Was I was going to say, I got to do the math here. Kid 5 could probably do one for you, too. I know. She'd do me a little cartoony anime thing. Right. Kind of cool. That well, would be really cool. The, a little flash. Well, I've got the, uh, I bought a set of Bic makes tattoo markers. Yeah. Brush Those are actually really like cool. Six or seven colors. Yeah, I did a little tomato on the back of my hand. It lasted for a couple of days, even through washing my hands mm-hmm. in a bath. Um, but they do just eventually wash off. So if they, you know, you don't look stupid. But I got a set to bring to the beach. I figured we can give each other tattoos and have fun with the people on the, you know, at the, at the beach. Yeah, that will be very cool. So, all right. So here's the uh, the first question of the week. Uh, 40acrefool at gmail.com is the email address. What, if you have any tattoos, what tattoo has the most meaning for you? And what is it? There you go. That's neat. Right? And if you wanted to get a tattoo, what, what would, would it you be? And why? Hey, there you go. And I that, like that, that too. That gets both sides of the game. It gets to the non tattooed people, people who are like, oh, I'm never getting a tattoo, or I could never get a tattoo. <laughs> yes, actually, you could. It's not that bad. It's fun. It's interesting. And, you know, you got a permanent piece of art with you. Yeah, I have like one little tiny tattoo. Somebody <laughs> asked me the other day if I was inked. This was like a few weeks ago. And they're like, do you have ink? And I was like, I don't have enough ink to say I'm inked. You know, like, no, I have a little tiny Red yeah, Sox tattoo. It's like an inch. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's like a birthmark. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> it's a little Red Sox. And I, and I would like to get a tattoo. I'd like to get a few, yeah. honestly. But, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I keep thinking, like, I'd like that. But it's already on somebody else's, and I don't want to copy somebody else's, you no, know? I so know. I want something that, that is meaningful to me, and I have yet to find something that is meaningful enough to me that I want to put it on my body. Well, you did find that, like, what was that red devil girl that you thought you'd get? It was you, yeah. Um, there's a, a red devil girl. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a photographer slash artist named uh, Coop. Um, Art of Coop, I think, is uh, where you can find him, like, online. And he does these, like, 1950s-style, you know, like, pinup kind of cartoonies. But they're, you know, devil girls, and they're angel girls, and they're just big booty girls. (laughs) uh, Farmer girls. Right, yeah. Washing the car girls. Exactly, right? (laughs) And, and, and yes, and so there there, there were a couple of those that reminded me of Missy. It's like 1950s cheesecake. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, like Betty Page meets, you know, Archie Comics. Yep, yep. Which is like an odd thing, but uh, that's... But it's cute. Yeah. So, so you feeling good, though? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's weird. Like I said, I don't want to have to take another drug just to counter the fact, counter the effects of drugs, especially steroids. Right. That's like not something fun, but I'll, you know, I'm not going to worry about something over which I have no control right now. So yeah, that's a waste of energy. It's not very stoic of me. No. Well, okay. So speaking of things that are stoic of you. Yes. Uh, can I bring up what I have sort of mentally started calling the uh, the thumb drive of death? <laughs> what do you call the thumb drive of death? <laughs> you know what I'm calling the thumb drive of death? I know what you're calling. It. So you're calling it the thumb drive. Yes. Of death? Well, of course. I mean, you know, like so. Yes. So one of the things that I, I think that you know, and and tell me if I'm wrong, but and it's not that you've given up hope, and it's not that you are. No. You know, pessimistic, but being prepared. I think pace. right. Like you, it seems to me like over the past couple of weeks, you've sort of had this reckoning of 
I need to be prepared for the worst. Yeah. Yeah, just in case, you know, I never know. Plus, I could be, you know, going to get the mail and some getting run over by some butthead on my highway. You know, that's true. I, yeah, uh, that's quite possible. In the parking garage. <laughs> we actually had somebody run into a tree on our property, yeah. uh, like a week ago. Yeah. I think they were okay, Ran but off the road and into a into a tree. Yeah, but like eighty feet away from our driveway on on, our, on the frontage on our road. Yeah. So, um, yes, that could absolutely happen. Unfortunately, so you I'm could just, run into the back of an Amish carriage on I'm your way being, to Farmville. I'm just being practical. The you know the spreadsheet of o- o- bills and accounts is on the is on the thumb drive of death. <laughs> um, my will. Uh, family information, obituary details is a file, and then there's the when I die file, like that has all the passcodes for all the immediate stuff and who you need to call first. And right. Kind of crap. Delete you know. this off of Facebook. Yeah, and, right. you know, yeah, this is my Facebook <laughs> password. This is this. This is, oh, yeah, I, I think I got to add Instagram password somewhere. Anyway, yeah, so that kind of crap. So. Okay. Yeah. And then, as long as we're continuing this sort of morbid discussion, um, literally, I guess. Uh, yeah, it is morbid. But this is really cool. This is something that I, I think is is really neat that you're doing. You've, um, and I realize this is oh, really boxes. early on. Well, the boxes uh, where you've kind of divvied up all of the kids' memories and then the stuff that are you and I, right? We each have, like, our own little memory box now. Well, yeah, because I had, like, five boxes full of all the kids' stuff. Like, every kid all mixed in through all the boxes. Kid, And we're talking, you know, baby shoes, baby's first outfit, um, kid one's first Christmas dress, because she was only, like, a month and a half old and she looked adorable. Um, first pair of blue jeans, uh, sports t-shirts, uh, report cards, papers... I found my high school junior research paper on the Reformation, uh, the witchcraft delusion during the Reformation. Wow. From 1983 in there. So, yeah. I So, what I did was I bought five clear boxes with the built-on snap-on lid so you can't lose the lid. And I just started going through all my boxes and I'm like okay this is this kids this is this kids this is this kids <laughs> until I went through so did you throw a lot I mean I know you threw a little bit of stuff away but it was mostly rearranging then and not like it was scrapping stuff no I, I didn't throw anything away I figured what I was doing was just I'll let them throw it away if they don't want to keep track of it but some of it's cute like yeah I've got the 32 year old's first you know school book where, where she was learning how to write stuff right and I've got that for... Oh, I need to put the baseball everyone. cards in there, too. Because when the kids have been born, I've bought a set of Topps baseball cards for that year. A complete right. set of baseball cards. So, so I need to go ahead and throw those, those in the box. So we've got that. And like I said, and like like sweaters I knit for when they were little that I, you know, they didn't... The stuff that didn't get handed me down. Like mm-hmm. when my oldest was uh, born, my sister had daughters like three and five years later. So most of my girl stuff went to her girls. And then the same thing happened when I had a son, she had two boys. So all my, <laughs> so the two oldest kids, all their hand-me-downs went whoosh right, right. over. Uh, so I don't really have a whole bunch saved from them except for like, um, kid two's first Halloween costume was also kid threes and kid fours. Is that the frog? Yep. It was a little green frog. <laughs> I made that for him when his sister was a princess. Yes. And then I made, um, the twins, the yep. boy twin wore the frog, and then yep. I made the girl twin a, a princess costume. Right, and she was so chunky at the moment, she so she looked like right. She was just this like sort of moon faced pumpkin, uh, pink pumpkin in a little princess outfit with a conical hat, and uh, and yes, and he was the little frog. I remember that. 
Because they were only like seven months old yeah. in Halloween. Yeah. So they were just little fatties. Yeah. Yeah. They were really adorable. That was that was a that was a great matching outfit. We haven't always done that with the uh, the twins because you know they are their own people. But and they weren't matching. They were a princess. And they, a were they were complementing each other, right? Yes. So so you've done the the memory boxes, yes. um, which actually was not the thing that I was going to bring up, but I do think it's really cool that you've done oh, then, that. Oh, the kids' baby books, and then the diaries I kept when they were pregnant when I was pregnant with each one of them. I guess we're going to have to rip the one in half for the twins. I'm not sure they're going to share that one. But Well, so that was actually closer to what I was going to bring up, which was your writing. Yeah, I started a book. Um, I figured it is certainly a good time to tackle this <laughs> thought process. So um, You don't have to get too into the plot, by the way. but, but it's, it's, it's my imagination of what happens, what could happen to a person after they die. Okay. Basically. That's it. That's it. That's the that's the big story. You know, that's, yeah. that's the plot. That's the right. That's yeah. the plot. And there's there's a conflict. Yeah, there's going to be that comes into play. Like it would, <clears throat> it's good. Like so, okay. I have to say, you've shared the first chapter with me, and I'm looking forward to reading more. Um, but it's good. I like. Like I, I honestly told Missy, e, like I legitimately laughed and cried hmm. in the first chapter, which is I think a pretty good sign that. You're hooked yeah. at that point, right? I'm open. So, yeah, it's kind of dry, obviously. Uh, just my thought processes and just how to figure out how to get them explained. But, yeah, I figured this is a pretty good time as I need to tackle a <laughs> book on the afterlife. So Yeah, maybe next time, uh, like when you finish this one, maybe it can be like a talking turtle or something. Uh, just, you know, well, I was gonna, a little lighter. I was going to do uh, the kid's book that I was going to do. Oh, like yeah. Angry kid in the yeah. the the something day or something. Uh-huh. Like not the, the broken day or not something. Not like the Alexander, but yeah, because it's kind of like a concatenation of two of our kids. Like one of them who went to daycare one day. He was like three years old, and I picked him up, and he was like, he had this surly look on his face, and he had this, you could see this black storm cloud just right over his head when he stomped out of this room. And I was like, what's wrong? How, how was your day? My day was broken. I mean, he literally <laughs> yelled that at me, and I was like, whoa, for three, that's a lot of anger and angst. My day was broken. Um, and then... Uh, the brother, he's got like a little bit of a sensory thing, so it was kind of cool. I wanted to kind of write a story for that those kind of kids, yeah, about broken days. Yeah, and I have to say, like that phrase has popped up in our sort of you know f- secret family language, yeah, or at least the secret couples language that we use. I don't know if the kids have, bro- have adopted it, but oh, you and I, like, that's one of our things. When it was a bad day, like, how's your day? My day's broken. <laughs> My day was broken. <laughs> Yeah, that's now code. We're like, oh yeah, well, you had a crappy day, right? But, yeah, so that'd be the that'll be the next one. Be a little, little on the lighter side, but yeah, I thought this one was gonna be. I just, I don't know. I just, it's what's what's in your head and what's in your heart right yeah, now. Yeah, I had it in my head and I wanted to start writing it down, and I'm just you know just going from there, and I'm just writing what I know. So right now the main character is me, but I already have a new name for my main character, but I'm just it's easier to write in first person yeah. at first. Well one of the things that I've learned having now co authored a book, uh, Heavy Lifting with Jim Garrity, which is still available, I believe, in hardcover on uh, at Amazon. Yeah, you can still get it. Um and then with some of the uh, uh, writing that I've been doing uh as well, because I've got some other projects that i'm working on that i'm, I'm going to be even more vague and opaque about it than you are with with yours but uh i, I can't remember where i read this but it might have even been stephen king who i you know can't stand his politics but uh he wrote a book called on writing mm. which is really really good 
And there's another book by Stephen Pressfield, the guy that wrote um, uh, the book about the Spartans at Thermopylae. Oh, the Gates of War? Gates of... Gates of something. Something, yeah. Gates of Fire? I think it's Gates of Fire, I, I think. Read, I read, yeah, I read that one. He's really good, he's right? He's really good. So he wrote, uh, and it's a really small book. We've got it on the bookshelf upstairs. I'll give it to you. It's okay. called um, The War of Art, ah. as opposed to Sun Tzu's The, the Art, Art of War, right? And it's basically how to fight back against yourself as you're telling this story that oh. you have inside of you because yourself will tell you this is dumb this is stupid no one's going to read this oh. you know this is boring you don't want to you don't want to do this you just rather go sit and knit or watch tv or you know play your mm-hmm. baseball game or whatever um and it's how to basically fight back against that and how to to write oh, okay. um and it's really good it's 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 served me very well but anyway i think it was the stephen king book on writing that talks about the vomit draft is the phrase and and it's basically like this is what you just vomit up and you don't go back and rewrite it you don't touch it you just vomit it up and out and then you can go back and clean it up yeah but you want to get that story out there first and it's and again when you first start writing it's hard you know because writing a book is you know eighty thousand words or so most people's writing experiences are you know essays like the reformation and the salem witch trials and it's like 1200 words and so you you write your 1200 words and then you go back and you start polishing it up but it's a really different experience when it's like okay no just get the story out and then go back and make it more readable and and right details so yeah i've got the story in my head i just you know when I have time, I sit down and I write it out because I'm actually writing it. I'm not sitting in front of the Yeah, you're typing. longhand. I'm writing it because that's how I write the best. I can't actually, I can't think and type and, and get stuff out. My brain moves my hand mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I've always been that way. So I'm just writing it. I'll Thankfully, it I've later. become a, a much faster typist because I can't read my handwriting when I write longhand. No. And, and I'm, you know, trying to get the words out fast. It just becomes like... Well, you have horrible hands. Even doctors would look at that and be like, are you believing kidding me? What are you... No. No. Come on. That's ridiculous. So there's no point in me trying to write longhand, but uh, no. but I have become a much faster typist That's over the years. Yes. I just, I'm also, you know, I as a, a job as an editor, I just can't sit there and type. Uh, yeah. I, I will not tell the story. I will edit it. Right. No, that's true. You're and right. So for me, I have to use a different format than what I'm used to looking at all day long. And mm-hmm. Just writing it out is just going to be the best way. Because, I mean, it's like diaryizing. Right. Journaling, I think. Yeah. yeah journaling. journaling I'm just writing the story I'm I'm thinking of the dialogue in my head and I'm kind of writing it I'm saying it out loud as I'm you know so make sure it sounds like it's something that somebody would actually say dialogue is the thing that I've always had the hardest time writing I think I'm doing pretty good with my dialogue. I think you are doing pretty good yeah I've also read a lot of books with dialogue because I read a lot more fiction than you do you do I know but even when I was reading fiction I was I just had a hard time like I always ended up it would start out fine and then like the next thing I knew it just was so stilted and cardboardish, but you know, I think it's because I talk to myself a lot. Yeah. Well, what if I talk to myself too? Maybe, Maybe you just have better conversations. <laughs> <Maybe I do>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. Maybe I do just have better conversations when I talk to myself. 
<laughs> I scare people in the grocery store because they think I'm talking to them, and I'm like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking. I'm like checking my list. I'm, where do I have to go now? What's next? And I'm actually to, having to think out loud. We need sometimes. to get you like a parrot or something, something to you know, like to keep on your shoulder that my you can. Parrot be talking would be the to. most foul mouthed bird on. Oh yeah, it would be. You're right. Because they repeat what they hear. How about a ferret? No, I don't want a ferret. They look like smelly little rats. How about snake uh, rats? <laughs> God, a snake rat. How about Ooh. one of those like little pet dogs? Like you know, like I the had little... a little pet dog and he got fat. And he annoying. did, he right? You can't carry him around winery. anymore. <laughs> All right. How about a rabbit? No, rabbits are food, not pets. How about a frog? Uh, we have them all over the farm. I have right, a lizard. Right, it'd be easy enough to catch. You can take your lizard to the store with you. Yeah, I'll put the lizard. Oh my! So when I went to go to stop to get. We have a, a jungle morph leopard gecko that we've had for 11 years mm-hmm. this Christmas. Um, he was an eight-year-old's present. Uh, and she. it's not died. She. She was an eight-year-old present. Uh, her name is Goda. Don't misgender the lizard. I'm not misgendering the lizard. <laughs> her name is Goda. Uh, she's real pretty. She's in a big old cage. She's a huge tree. She, fe- she eats only live things, so uh, we have to get her crickets. But this time around, not only did I get crickets, but I got some of these big, juicy-looking mealworms that they sell in the pet store submerged in sawdust. And I was like, well, how do you know if they're okay? And I shook it. When I opened it up, I shook it. And I'm like, I could see the sawdust all wriggling around. I'm like, oh, righty. Well, I uh, went in this morning to check on her, and I pulled a couple of those worms out and put them out for her. Whoa, she loved them. <laughs> she ate four. Wow. And she even chased one down. Those things get That's really awesome. fast. The little worms? Yeah, I was really surprised at how fast one was scooting across the sand. I'm like, whoa, Goda, you got to catch him. Yeah, geckos can move pretty fast, too. She's really She's kind of fun like when you put live crickets in there, too. Oh, yeah. like She like totally hunts the crickets she down. She yeah, it's pretty interesting. So um, she's kind of my pet, but I'm not taking her anymore. Anyway, so I'm waiting for the dude to count out all my crickets. Yeah. And this other man comes over to buy his lizard food, uh-huh. and he's got his lizard up on his shoulder. He says he goes everywhere with him. He's See? Like four months old, and he's walking all over the place. See? So you, you could take Goda with you to the store. I'd be afraid of Goda getting hurt. She's so little. Okay. And, you know, I don't want her, uh, you know, I wasn't going to say, can I pet your lizard? Because I don't want my germs. But people are like that. They want to pet your stuff or touch your things. And I'm like, I wouldn't want her getting all germy. If I had a million dollars, I would buy you a monkey. I don't want a pet monkey. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? No, not after going to that monkey birthday party. Oh, yeah. It was so like, are you, do people have some serious weirdness things going on? Did you get the reference, by the way, just now? I did. Good. I didn't sing it. No, you didn't sing it. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? Exactly. Yeah. Um, kind of, but not really. It's like having a toddler forever that can bite people. I think we've, yeah, and I think we've told the monkey birthday party story yeah. on the podcast before, so I won't tell it again here. You'll just have to go back and find search yeah, somehow listen. through the archives to find monkey birthday party. Monkey uh, birthday party. Or if we get... Casino Royale monkey birthday party. Casino Royale themed monkey birthday party. I mean, that, that should be pretty easy. Do that Google search and tell me what comes up. Um, <laughs> And if we get like you know several dozen people saying okay we couldn't find it just tell the dang story already then we'll we'll tell it on the uh, the next forty acres in a fool but um, as far as you know stuff around the farm goes it's been fairly quiet we've actually uh, complaining about how dry it's been we had a couple of nice you know we've not had any like long days of soaking rain we had a couple of good thunderstorms come through and wet everything down so it looks slightly greener yeah it's it's not as parched (laughs) uh so that's good um goats are 
doing well. The uh, babies, uh, the two boys. So we did get the Casper the goat banded. So he's going to be a little. Initiated. Those means that they snap a super tight rubber band around his little testicles until they atrophy and fall mm. off. Mm, 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 mm. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had him banded. Yeah, so he'll be going to um, Charlie's Waterfront uh, Cafe and the Virginia Tasting Cellar in Farmville, Virginia, along with his buddy uh, Shark Boy. So they'll be making their appearance tentatively. This weekend? No, not this weekend. It'll be next weekend. It'll be, uh, well, actually, I think we said it would be, it might be the 26th uh, because it'd be a week, right? So. Sometime the week of the 26th through the uh, 30th of August, the uh, goats will be making their triumphant return to Farmville, Virginia. So if you're in the Central Virginia area, you should be following uh, Charlie's Waterfront Cafe and the Virginia Tasting Cellar on Facebook because they'll have some announcement about the return of the goats and oh, yeah. maybe some uh, drink specials or, you know, maybe yeah. we'll have a little goat parade down Main Street in I Farmville. We'll have a little goat parade, but their names are Casper and, and Shark, Shark Boy. Boy. Yes. Yes. And then uh, Darla... Darla, we're going to keep. She's the cute little yep, girl. Yeah, she's going to move the, in with the with the big girls. Yes, she is. She's a cute little speckled. Oh, she's adorable. Polka dotted girl, and she's going to fit in well here. So yeah, she's going to be moving in with the big girls. We let the big girls dry out for the move, so she doesn't turn to nurse back on her mama. Yeah, not that her mama would let her, um, but just in case. And then we were going on vacation. And there's like it's hard enough to try to find somebody to house sit. You can't find somebody to house sit <laughs> who also knows how to milk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um... <clears throat> The one chick that we had the last podcast is still around, so that's oh, good. Yeah. And the, uh, the the broody hen that is sitting on probably 13 or so eggs at the moment. Because she keeps getting up and somebody keeps putting one in Right. There. So, so they're not all going to hatch. No. But the first, the first clutch, when we first saw that she had gone broody, you said she had four. And then a couple days later, she had seven. So at least seven. Yeah, at, at least seven should hatch. Yeah. And it really should be... Any day now. I would think it would be this week. I keep checking on him every day. Yeah. She's really bonded with that the one chick left. So she'll cluck, cluck, cluck to him and mm-hmm. or it, whatever it is. And it goes running over and eats. And um, when I brought food out, she'll come out and eat. And she goes right back in and sits on the eggs. He kind of, it hangs around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because we were a little worried. We knew that she was broody. And then she, you know, this chick did kind of take to her. So we were kind of worried, like, okay, is she going to get off the eggs? Is she not going to be broody? Because now she's got an actual baby. Right. And no, she's actually managing to the the, the chick and the eggs at the same time. So far. So we'll see how it works. She's a red sex link, which aren't supposed to go broody. So who knows? I mean, it was probably contagious. She probably got it from Ida. Um, Usually broodiness goes contagion. But yeah, who knows? I'm just really surprised she's lasted this long. I I thought for sure she would have given up by now, but nope, she's still sitting there. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens um, whenever it happens, which uh, hopefully doesn't happen when we're gone. But uh, whatever. Well, a whole bunch of different colored babies though, because we got a whole bunch of different colored adults. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool to see. Um, so yeah, chicks doing good. The uh, chickens are doing great. The goats are all fine. Tomatoes are doing great. We're getting lots of tomatoes every day. I've got. Tons of paste tomatoes while you're gone this weekend. I might just go ahead and can a lot all those tomatoes. Okay. Get them put up. But I've just been washing them and freezing them on a cookie sheet and then putting them in Ziploc bags in the deep freeze so that I just have a lot so that I can just get a big canning session and just get a, a whole bunch of pints done at once. So why don't you just throw them in a freezer bag 
directly in the freezer, what's the point of putting them on the cookie sheet first? Well, because if you put them into a bag, then the pressure, they're all going to squish and maybe get stuck to one another and maybe, you know, hurt one another. Uh-huh. But if you lay them out on a cookie sheet and you let them freeze, they'll freeze individually so they'll be frozen solid so that when you put them in the bag, they're not going to crush one another. Gotcha. They're just solid little balls. Okay. So. That's very smart. Thank you very much. I thought it was clever. <laughs> that is very clever. I've done it with our blueberries when we would get, before the birds took over our blueberry bushes, I would mm-hmm. pick our blueberries and do the same thing, and then I could throw them into bags. That way I could just grab handfuls of frozen berries, and I've done it with <laughs> chopped peppers, that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, do you want to get to a few emails? Sure. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll go in reverse alphabetical order. Actually, it's not even alphabetical. Just reverse chronological order. So this is from Dan, uh, who said, and we got this today, as a matter of fact. Oh. Uh, talking about hot sauce. Dan received some hot sauce, I believe, uh, late July. And he said, uh, quote, that is some outstanding hot sauce. It's like the binary liquid explosive from Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> In that just a little bit goes a long way. Super smiley face. Thumbs up from Dan. Thanks, Dan. I'm glad you like it. Yes. Yeah, this batch has gotten a lot of good... It items. has. I hope next one turns out just as good. Yeah, you going to do that while I'm gone this weekend, too? Or are you going to you want to wait till I get back? I thought you wanted to help. I do want to help. And, and film. I do want to film. Or document it. Right, well, we'll do it one Plus, evening next week. you need to learn how week. to make it. Okay. Is this one of those things where... It's like, on the death. It's on the... Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it on the thumb drive of doom. Just like I had to learn to cook. Yes, you had to learn to cook. I have to, I have to uh, soothe your you know, conscience and soothe your soul so that you're not freaking out about, you know, oh my God, everything's going to go to hell when I... If I'm not here. Yeah. Right. I know. Cam's I just gonna, you know, just fall apart, and the whole house is gonna fall apart. So I don't want you worried about that. So if that's fine, I I, I will do your trials. <laughs> <laughs> See, that should be, you know, how we've joked before about having like a reality show, and it was it was gonna be called The Widower. Yes. Right, instead of The Bachelor. Yes. But this should be the show. It should be The Trials of Miss E. And it should be like, are you man enough to be Miss E? And you should put a bunch of guys through these trials of like all the stuff that you know how to do. Like, okay, boys, today we're going to change the oil in the car. Right? And today we're going to make hot sauce. And today you're going to milk a goat. And today you're going to learn to knit. And today you're going to do... I mean, like, that would be really interesting, actually. Slaughter a chicken. Right? And you could be like the female drill sergeant. That'd be funny. You know, you could like yell at us and stuff. <laughs> Come on, maggots! No, no. You catch more flies with honey. That wouldn't be very nice. Until you got annoyed with us. Well, then I'd be yelled the first one. <laughs> going, Come on, maggots. I'd be like, You bleep any bleep. Yeah, bleep, well, bleep I was trying to be family friendly. Yeah, but, uh, usually I'm not. I might have to uh, talk to one of my uh, friends out in LA and, and, and pitch that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we also have an email from Constance, who is a first-time writer. Ah. And Constance, thank you for writing in. Hello, she Constance. said, I started listening to you two quite some time ago. Uh, though this is the first time I've written. I listen to your podcast while I'm out on my tractor. Uh-huh. Nice. Right? That's cool. I love it when real farmers with, like, real tractors listen to us. Right? Because we're just, <laughs> we're not that. <laughs> we're so not that. And it's so cool because you guys live Right. It's like, wow. That's, you guys are... you." You guys are neat. Um, 
This week, Constance says, as I cruised across the pasture, I got to thinking, since you two are in Virginia, any chance of you attending the Homesteaders of America conference in October? It takes place in Front Royal, Virginia, and is now an annual event. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, I, 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 well, I'd say that there's maybe a chance. Yeah, we didn't know about this. So. Yeah, and Front Royal. Front Royal's like two hours away, and you really don't have to spend much time on the interstate. No, it's back roads from here, right? Uh, back, no, not really. You get on 64, oh, you take 64 to 81, but it's not D.C. traffic. Okay, that's, there you go. People complain about 81 traffic, by the way, I-81. Uh, and I've, I mean, I guess it's because it's basically a four-lane interstate, two oh. two lanes in each direction. Okay. And so there's an accident, and there are a lot of tractor-trailer traffic. Oh yeah, there's lots. Of and so it, when there's an accident, the entire interstate can get shut down yeah. for hours at a time, and that can be annoying. Yes, but um, I've never really been on it when it's been bad. No. I've driven on that thing a whole bunches of times because we used to, I used to go cross country between Oklahoma and New Jersey, and then Virginia and Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I have to go up to Harrisburg for the Great American Outdoor Show, like I can go a couple of different ways. I can take the two-lane back roads uh, up through Virginia and Maryland and Pennsylvania, and that's like, I don't know, six hours almost. Mm. I can shave about an hour off my time by going up 81 and uh, just right into Harrisburg. And mm. it's, I'm never, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've never had an issue. Anyway, Constance didn't write in to talk about the traffic. No. She says, uh, my husband was in the Army for 25 years and retired wow. three years ago. Uh, we now have our own homestead in northern Alabama. It's the good life that we have waited a very long time for, and because of that, we named it a Good Life Farm. Nice. That's cool. Constance says, I enjoy hearing what you're doing on your own homestead, the ups and downs, commiserating with you about the hardships, and laughing with you over those learning opportunities. I never call them mistakes, says Constance. So, good for you. Uh, thanks for spending time <laughs> with me while I'm out on the tractor, though you didn't know that you were. My tractor time is always a nourishing time. Spend with podcasts, worship music, and often prayers during that time that I'm cut off from the rest of the world. I've said a few of those tractor prayers for the two of you. Oh, thank you. In any case, just wanted to encourage the two of you to keep on keeping on. <laughs> uh, God bless. And definitely we eat the tall stuff around the chicken run. That is very likely when the, where the Hindinis are getting out. Yeah, she says. I know. I know. We got to get that line on the on the weed eater whacker thingy. Yes. Uh, and you can find Constance, actually, um, on YouTube, uh, A Good Life Farm by Cosmopolitan Cornbread. Oh, she follows me on Instagram. Okay. And that was that was the other link that she had was to cosmopolitancornbread.com. So okay. she has a website as well. Shoot, so, I like the name. Awesome. I love it. Uh, and Constance, thank you again for uh, for writing in. It's fantastic to meet you. Um, <laughs> let's see. We also had an uh, email from Chris who said, uh, Dear Mr. and Miss E, just wanted to congratulate you both on your trooper last week. Uh, the good news that Cam and Company is back on the podcast and the awesome news of no new tumor growth. I'm yep. delighted. Let's keep that streak going. Yes. I concur, Chris. And by the way, you can find uh, Bearing Arms Cam and Company on iTunes now. Uh, yes. We're finally up. So we're yeah. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever your finest, finer podcasts are available. You're podcasting now. Daily. Uh, and then on YouTube, if you want to stare at the beard every day. Yeah. And just like look and see, is it a little bit longer than it was yesterday? It's pretty magnificent right It now. is pretty uh, pretty intense. It's very Lion King. Uh, it, it, I, I, maybe you should start calling me Mufasa. No. No? no. All right, fine. How about just Moo? 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 You don't want to be called Moo, babe. <laughs> Not until he was about 20 pounds. Right now it'll be Moo. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you can uh, find the video version of Bearing Arms Cam and Company at uh, Town Hall Media on the YouTube as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeanette writing in with a t-shirt 
making suggestions. Uh, it says, I wrote to you about the rebels on the Rio Grande and uh, whom you both offered such support a while back for my husband who was going through a possible lung cancer diagnosis. And uh, Missy was trying, was the inspiration that I was trying to use with him. She said, I never got the chance to write you back and thank you so much for that support. It came at a time that was so desperately needed and uh, I can't thank you enough. So actually, you know, we, we shared this yeah. uh, with Jeanette from last week. So Jeanette, I don't want to... Uh, so you got uh, caught up. Yeah, you're good. We're all good. And and I'm glad that you wrote in. And I hope that it doesn't take you a couple of years to write back. Because we love hearing from folks. Again, the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. You can follow Missy on Instagram at cornygoatfarm. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters at Cam Edwards. You can find Missy's Etsy store. And I got to tell you, Missy's making some really fun stuff right now that's going to be up on the Etsy shop here before long. And probably going to be snagged. As soon as it's uh, <laughs> listed, because uh, you're making a very adorable stuffed goat. Yes. You're making this very, very cute stuffed horse. Yes. And already I've had people say, oh my goodness, when's that going to be up? So the Etsy shop, I had a little trouble finding it. Corny Goat Crafts. All one word. All one no word. Spaces. If you Yeah, if you look for Corny Goat Crafts separately, it won't it show won't up. You'll find it. And, it should, and I couldn't even put spaces when I made the name. So it's Corny Goat Crafts, all one word. Okay. And right now it just has some baby booties and some hats, a kid's hat and a couple chemo caps. Um, but yeah, I've got the little goat. It's modeled after Casper, so he's all creamy with little big floppy ears. And I even put a little blue collar on him. <laughs> and then I'm um, working on a brown... Dark brown horse, and he's got black hooves, and probably going to have a black mane. Um, but I was and tail. But uh, this is this is going to be a line of Fredericks, Frederick horses. The horse called Frederick. The horse called Frederick. Yes. they're all going to be called Frederick, no matter what color they are, <laughs> because when was he sixth at the time? Yeah, probably. I think it was when we were driving from New Jersey to Oklahoma that first time. And uh -huh. We saw all the horses as we went cross country. Mm -hmm. My at the time six year old, who's now twenty. Nah, eight. Um, called every horse. It was his horse, and it was his horse, Frederick. Every horse we saw was Frederick. <laughs> it could be a little tiny pony. It could be a big old thoroughbred. It could be a Palomino. It could be a Mustang. It could have been a Pinto. It didn't matter. They were all Frederick. So yeah, I'm just writing up the, based upon the. It's just a variation of the goat. With, yeah. You know, different ears and a little bit of. But um, I'm just making up the pattern as I go along, to, and then I'm just going to duplicate them in different color schemes. So yeah, a bunch of Fredericks. Uh, yeah, I very. Yeah, I just I, I think they're adorable. Thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, you make me one one day. You did make me some pillows. I did. I finally finished those pillows to match the the blanket in here. So I think I posted pictures on Corny Goat Crafts. I know I did it on Corny Goat Farm. I can't wait till it's like winter again, so I can use the blanket and the pillows and just come out here in the afternoon and take a, take nap, a nap or something, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I could help you leave the house even more. <laughs> I know. Well, All you need in here is a bathroom. You never had to come into the house. I know. And, and I've been known to pee in the yard. So. <laughs> yeah, he's not very What's well the point of living out in the country if you cannot pee in Don't your you yard? Don't you want all this in your life, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean there's more than just a chubby bald guy? Oh, he pees in the yard too? Well, He's hot. aren't you the catch? He's the catch. Uh -huh. Oh, All you're right. a catch. You're totally a catch. Well, thank you, baby. So are you. You make me laugh, that's for sure. Well, that's what I'm here for. Thank you. All right, well, listen, we will be back uh, next week. Sorry about the uh, weirdness of the podcast. We actually had a posting issue, so uh, hopefully that won't happen again, and uh, we'll be back 
in a week or so with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Until then, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And make stuff. And we'll talk to you soon here on Blaze Podcast Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 